Episode 4 of the Silver Emulsion Podcast. I'm your host, Will Kauf, and uh, I, 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 I can't lie, I, I, I do I honestly think that this is going to be a, a shit show. Um, how do I know? Well, uh, the last show I was very well prepared. And I had a lot of things that I wanted to talk about, and I was, you know, I was, I felt like I was bursting with ideas. And this show, uh, not so much. <laughs> I don't know if if I used it all up in that show or what, but um, mostly it's just because I didn't see uh, any movies that really inspired this the the level of thinking that something like Messiah of Evil or the 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 Shaw Brothers movies did in the previous weeks. So, this is going to be a little different, I think, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, uh, even though there's a very elaborate intro that I constructed for this episode, it's kind of like the B-movie ruse where you throw out you know, some dope-ass effects in the first minute to get them to watch the the fucking 90 minutes of boardy bo- boardy <laughs> of fucking bored <laughs> jesus i can't talk <laughs> uh, it's fucking i don't know <laughs> whatever let's fucking move on <laughs> okay so feedback um the main thing from the feedback i i asked for uh some in uh comments about the music uh, in terms of if anybody wanted the song titles to be posted. And there was a big uh, resounding yes from everybody who responded to that. And so I've already done it on every post on the website. Uh, each each uh, podcast has 
uh, intro and outro songs, and then if I used anything in the middle, there's that stuff too. So any songs that I used are now notated, uh, artist, album, title of song, uh, and where applicable, I have added uh, iTunes and Amazon links uh, if you want to buy them. And uh, those links, I should note, are affiliate links. So if you click them and you buy something, uh, I get a little chunk of that, and that will help me pay for uh, the hosting on the podcast and also uh, hosting and continued uh, growth of Silver Emulsion, whatever that means. Um <laughs> All right. So thank you very much for that. And also uh, my buddy Uncle Jasper, who who uh, used to write for the site, he uh, submitted the idea of, of putting the musical notes in some kind of a spoiler tag, uh, which I have done. It's a little thing that you have to click in to get it to drop down. Um, and that was kind of my main concern with posting the music, uh, was that I didn't want the surprise to be ruined. I'm all about surprises. So um, that was a great suggestion. And I don't know why I didn't think of it, uh, but it was absolutely perfect. Fits the needs of uh, the show and myself, and uh, everybody else should have a, uh, no problem with it, unless you have a problem clicking. Um, but if, if you're listening to this, you've probably clicked a number of times uh, to get to this podcast. So thank you very much for that. In in other feedback news, <laughs> I received an email that was titled Candid Feedback from uh, someone named Gia. And I was very excited to receive this. Um, it came directly to my website email, and it's titled Candid Feedback. So I thought, well, shit. Somebody's listening to the show. Uh, and so here's here's the message. I don't know if I'll read the whole thing, but it says, Hi there. I wanted to shoot you a quick note. I'm on silveremulsion.com and would like to share some changes I had in mind that could help drive more traffic as well as convert more visitors into customers. Uh, so I, I won't read the rest, but... Uh, <laughs> If you haven't picked up on it, it's a spam email. Um, I get a lot of these, but almost all of them have some subject about SEO fucking rankings or some uh, some bullshit. And this one, labeled Candid Feedback, got my attention. I also got another email from a guy named Steve. And Steve says, hello was curious if by chance you are hiring. Well, Steve, if you're listening, no, I'm not hiring. As you can tell by by my uh, slightly modest but desperate plea <laughs> for uh, clicking of some Amazon links, <laughs> uh, the site is not does not bring in money, um, so there's no hiring going on. Um, but uh, feel free to keep listening. I hire you as a listener. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think it's another spam email to be completely honest but I thought it would be fun to read some spam <laughs> uh, that came in after the last call for uh, feedback so if you have some feedback uh, that you'd like to share um, 
email me, will at silveremulsion.com. On the website, there's also a contact form or whatever you know you want to do. Uh, you can leave a comment too, whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, speaking of which, uh, Stephen left a comment on the website, and Stephen is uh, the one who writes uh, the anime reviews that are on the website that show up uh, from time to time. And he writes that he enjoys the rambling. Specifically, he says, the rambling is kind of fun. Kind of fun, Stephen? Really? Kind of fun? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, no, thank you. I, I, I'm glad you enjoy the rambling. Uh, it's pretty much the only thing I have going for me. So <laughs> I'm glad uh, that it's tickling your fancy. <laughs> Uh, he also writes that my description of the film Messiah of Evil made him think of a Takashi Miki film called Gozu, and I have not seen that movie, so I, I can't specifically comment on it, but he mentions that they're both uh, similar types of movies in that a, a person is wandering into a strange town and sort of uncovering what's weird about the town and townspeople, everybody's weird there. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's a common genre, I think. There's probably a lot of stuff like that. I know that the uh, there's a, a manga artist called Junji Ito, who I fucking love. And his story, Uzumaki, uh, is all about this town that's assaulted. I don't know assaulted, but, like, uh, plagued by spirals. It's really hard to describe, but if you read it, you'll, I, I guarantee you'll like it. Anybody. <laughs> Anybody will fucking like it. Uh, if you like horror. If you don't like horror, you might not like it, but the the visuals are so wild and creepy and weird and, and very imaginative and incredibly uh, fucking grotesque and gnarly and... Uh, it's why I love him. He he has uh, such a fucked up imagination for weird shit. I mean, that one, you know, spirals. And he goes real deep into the spiral thing, too. Like, people are turning into fucking snails because, you know, the spiral and the shell and, I don't know, all kinds of shit. It's, it's pretty wild. So definitely check it out if you have a chance. Um, Junji Ito, he... I also read a book called uh, Gyo of his, which is, I think, translates to some fish, or, I don't know, why am I, I don't know what it fucking translates to, <laughs> oh, Jesus, anyway, uh, let's get back on track, so, back on track, uh, at this point, I don't know if there's gonna be a feature in the classic sense, if, if there can be a classic sense on episode four, I didn't see anything that I specifically want to talk a lot about, or or that I can even talk a lot about. I did see one movie that, that was a contender, but mm, I don't know that there's enough there. So, I am going to go ahead with this other idea I had, and that's to talk about uh, horror movies of the year 1980. I love the 80s, and... Specifically, 80s horror. 70s horror is good, but um, 
I, I don't know. It's not. I don't have anything uh, to really say why I don't like 70s horror. I do like it, but I find that it's more uh, hit or miss for me than um, 80s horror. Now, there's a lot of shitty 80s horror too, but whatever. Anyway. If, if you gave me a chance between some 80s movie and some 70s movie, most likely I'd pick the 80s. So, 1980, I just wanted to run through some horror movies, um, some great ones, and maybe some under-the-radar ones from the year, and then maybe some other ones that I haven't seen that uh, I've heard are good or that I'm going to watch at some point. So, 1980, the big big movies of the year uh, are definitely The Shining, uh, Kubrick's The Shining, big movie, everybody loves it, except for Stephen King, but that's fine, that's his prerogative. Um, so, you know, it's great, it's a great movie. Friday the 13th also came out in 1980, and I like Friday the 13th, but I'm not, I'm not of the cult let's say. I don't, I mean, it's okay. It, it, I like it a lot, and I like Jason a lot, and I like the idea, I mean, Jason's not in the first one, but I like the ideas better than the actual movie. Um, I don't know, this is not great. <laughs> I need to structure this. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Fuck it. Okay, so I, I should preface this by saying that I'm looking at a uh, a website called Letterboxd, and that's Letterboxd without an E in boxed. B-O-X-D, <laughs> uh, so Letterboxd. You know, the, the current trend of people starting websites and removing vowels to make them fucking cool or whatever. I don't, I don't fucking know. Um, you know, it's fun. Uh, the first couple, Tumblr and Letterboxd, is a number of years old at this point. But, like, I listen to a few podcasts and they do ads for these watches called Movement and it's MVMT. Like, m Movement. <laughs> God, I don't know. Fuck off with that. And then, <laughs> I just heard one the other day on on Bill Burr's podcast, and he's fucking talking about these jeans, right, and he's all, like, what I love about Bill Burr is he reads the ads, and he, like, he makes fun of them and shit while he's reading them, anyway, I try to remember this, he's like, what the fuck is this, fucking DS, TLD, what the fuck is DS, TLD, and then he reads the, the ad copy, and it's uh, pronounced distilled, and it's a fucking gene company. Distilled genes, D-S-T-L-D. Like, fuck you. I don't want, I don't want to hear about that shit. <laughs> I don't know. So, so the, the vowel, the taking away of the vowels, and in that case, some legitimate consonants as well. Uh, I, I don't, uh... The dude does not abide. <laughs> okay. Back on track. So also that year... Um, anyway... Oh, yeah. Right, 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 right. Letterboxed. 
So on Letterboxd, it's kind of a, a, a social networking website for movies, and you can log movies um, like, oh, today I watched this movie, and then you also have the, the option to give it a star rating and to write a review, and you know, and then it goes out, and you can follow people, and then it goes out to them, and they see that, oh, we'll watch this fucking piece of shit movie, and, you know, and usually I don't review stuff, because, I don't know, I don't want to waste the time, but sometimes I will, and, uh, you know, they can read it or whatever. Anyway, it also has this other function where it's basically a database of movies, and you can go and filter it. So, like, you can go in and say 1980s or 1980, specifically that year, and then just go, like, genre, horror. And then it'll bust them all out, and then you can sort them by any number. Not any number. You can sort them by a bunch of different categories. Um, and the, the, the default one is popularity. So, you see, I do this, and then, bam, The Shining, Friday the 13th, you know. So, it's really fun to do and I I'm a big uh, lover of data <laughs> fucking nerd alert <laughs> um, but I did work at a library for a number of years at, with good reason because I love this kind of weird uh, stuff not weird stuff just uh, detailed oriented stuff anyway so it's a really cool website I, I suggest it for everybody who likes movies and watches movies and has any interest in looking at uh, your viewing habits over time or just a log of things. I'm kind of obsessed with like keeping stats. <laughs> when I was a little kid and I we would go to church, I used to think about when I would die <laughs> that like God would have a, a rolling stat sheet <laughs> on like everything I did in my life like you ate cereal two million three hundred thousand times and i just go like whoa that's crazy <laughs> and then many years later the the game grand theft auto came out and i don't remember if the first game had it but but um definitely the later ones when they went 3d had it where it just had a big list of all these random weird stats of like how many miles you rode on a bike and how many fucking you know manhole covers you touched or i don't know <laughs> i can't think of what's in that game i don't play that shit i haven't played it for a long time so i don't remember what the actual stats are but anyway so i'm at 19 minutes and i <laughs> what the fuck have i talked about uh okay so 1980 horror movies, uh, third on the list here of popularity, and, and I should say that the popularity is ranked by everybody on the website um, can log movies, like I said, and they can also note that they've seen a movie, you know, like in the past. So then the movies that have been seen the most then are filtered by popularity to be at the top. So The Shining... Friday the 13th, and the next movie is John Carpenter's The Fog, which um, I haven't seen for a number of years, and I was hoping to get to it uh, this October, because I have I have it, and uh, I want to see it again. I haven't seen it. 
probably since I was like, I don't know, 16 or something. So that's almost 20 years ago. <laughs> Jesus. Come on, Will. Get it together. Um, but that's mostly just because I I primarily watch new, new to me stuff. Because I'm... I do have this completionist thing going and like in my brain and I always feel like I'm moving forward if I'm watching something new whereas if I'm watching an old thing I'm just kind of stagnating um, but at the same time uh, to go along with the the recurring theme where I, I talked about reckoning with the art you can't reckon with something without you know, seeing it a couple times at least. Uh, so it's important. And I think back to the days when I was a teenager, and I did have more time back then, but like, um, specifically more with music, I think, than movies. But mo movies too, like I watched Boogie Nights. I can't even tell you how many times I watched Boogie Nights back in the day. And so that movie is to this day one of my favorites. And I know it very well, and, and it's, you know, it, it, same thing with, like, Big Lebowski, or Fargo, or Evil Dead, you know, all those. I, I just watched them so many times that, you know, they entered my psyche. And then, same thing with music, like, when I first, you know, I mean, like, Bob Dylan has however the fuck many albums, but back in the day, when I was first getting into them, I had, like, the first, I had, well, not the first, but, like, I had maybe five CDs for a long time, and they were, you know, top-level, Highway 61, bringing it all back home, or, is that what it's called, bringing it back home, bring it, I don't know, anyway, John Wesley Harding, and, stuff, and I had all those, and I just listened to that shit over and over and over and over and over and over, and, like, it's in my brain now, you know, whereas... You know, he put out a new album a couple of years ago. I think it's called Tempest. And I've listened to it like once, maybe twice, just because I listened to it and I thought, oh, it's good. It, you know, I like it. But, you know, I, I, I listened to it and then I moved on to like, oh, I got this other thing from the library or I got this. You know, the access to things is so much higher than, number one, when you're a kid because as an adult you have more money to spend theoretically depending on your situation and so the you know you can get more stuff you've also have all these years of collecting theoretically so you have a large collection to work from you know to, to like go back on so i don't know what i'm what i'm saying is I need to start rewatching, re-listening, you know, just just sort of reconnecting with the things that I love instead of just um, focusing always on new stuff. And I'm saying this partially because this is I'm recording this October fifteenth, so halfway roughly through October. October is usually a very joyous month for me. I love horror movies, and I love just totally fucking gorging 
on watching as many as I can, and I usually will line up like some big horror movies that I haven't seen to watch, and this year I didn't really do that, I just sort of uh, said like, well, I got all these movies that I haven't watched sitting around the house, I'll watch those, and I'll watch, you know, whatever comes around like from Netflix or whatever and I gotta say like halfway through I'm kind of getting not bored but just disheartened and it's so sad like I feel so sad for myself that, that I would get disheartened about watching so many horror movies I've just been hitting a lot of duds basically I mean and then I I look back at like what I watched and you know, there's there's more good movies than duds, to be completely honest. <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know, but it feels it feels like I'm not. I'm just not. I don't know. I'm not hitting it like I should be. So. So this is where I like I feel like oh I need to rewatch movies that I love to sort of reignite my fire and then also um, after this week yeah after this weekend I should be done watching all of the the horror movies I'm going to review for the site cuz I work a couple weeks ahead because of my writing process I like to write it and then let it sit for at least a week and then come back and edit it and then you know I've completely forgotten about the movie I've completely forgotten what I wrote so I kind of come at it like a fresh person it's nothing groundbreaking I mean it's a common writing uh, exercise or whatever uh, but it really works if you don't do it definitely do it um, it's fucking I, I I swear by it I I I have to do it. I love doing it. When I'm not able to do it, I generally don't like what I'm putting out. Um, but whatever, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Such a weird saying, neither here nor there. I mean, I guess it's like means it's kind of, it's not here, nor is it there. <laughs> Get it? Did I make that crystal clear? <laughs> Good job, Will. <laughs> explain the saying with the fucking same saying <laughs> uh, and I'm not gonna try again cuz fuck it who cares okay so let's try to get back to this 1980 thing and um, so the shining Friday the 13th the fog the next movie maybe I'll just go through the top layer well I don't know the next movie is a Brian De Palma movie called dress to kill and I have never seen that I am NOT really a Brian De Palma fan at all um, uh, I don't know he I don't really want to get into why I don't like him because mostly why I don't like him is that I saw a lot of his movies when I was like late teen early 20s and I didn't like them then and then I kind of just disregarded him for all these years but a number of years ago, when uh, I don't know, maybe five years ago, for uh, Silver Emotion, I wrote 
a review of his movie Sisters, and I and I enjoyed that quite a bit. So ever since then, I've been thinking like, oh, I should I should get back into, uh, or not get back into, but I should just give him another shot. And Dress to Kill is one of those movies that that I uh, would definitely reach for uh, above something else, you know, because that's supposed to be a good one. So you know, one of these days. Uh, the, so and then rounding out the top five of the most popular is Cannibal Holocaust, which is a very infamous movie with all kinds of real live animal torture. And uh, is that the one with the fucking where they're like de-shelling a turtle or some shit? I haven't seen it, and uh, I'm not really, I'm not really. I don't think I'm gonna watch. I mean, I feel like I should because it's a big movie and it's fucking Cannibal Holocaust. But I don't know if I care. Uh, I I love animals too much to watch a movie full of that kind of trauma to animals. Although maybe it's just one or two scenes. I don't really honestly know. And to be fair, there's a lot of trauma to animals in the the Shaw Brothers horror movies but it's usually snakes they're, they're like fucking chopping snakes heads off and skinning snakes or like digging out a snake gallbladder or some shit like that and I don't like that either I mean I'm not into snakes but I don't I don't need to see them eviscerated on screen um, <clears throat> but I will say that that kind of stuff in a movie does at least in the Shaw Brothers movies, does add this layer of uh, realism and uh, shock value that just you wouldn't really get out of a, a special effect. <laughs> but that being said, <laughs> uh, no thanks. So top, so then number six on the list is Inferno, the, the Argento movie, and I, I haven't seen that. Again, um, I wanna I wanna see the rest of these Argento movies. Uh, in the first year of the site, I reviewed a bunch, and then I I don't think I've watched a single Argento movie since then. No, I did watch the Four Flies on Grey Velvet, and that was a piece of shit. <laughs> so I just fucking stopped. But I do want to see Inferno and Opera and what else is there? I don't know phenomena yeah and there's other ones too so i don't know the changeling 1980 i've heard that's good haven't seen it i don't know um number eight maniac the the william lustig movie um starring joe spinell is that his name yeah joe spinell hey I know something. And Tom Savini, the the wonderful and always uh, energetic FX artist slash actor uh, is in that movie, and he does the effects too. If I don't, if I'm remembering correctly, I do believe that uh, that is the case. Um, and like, that's a fucking movie. <laughs> I mean, it's a hard movie to watch because it's kind of gross, but it's a fucking great movie. Really well done. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, of William Lustig's movies, though. Um, 
What else did he make? He made uh, Vengeance, is that what it's called? Vigilante, that's what it's fucking called. Yeah, Vigilante. That movie's fun. With uh, Robert Forster and Fred Williamson, that's a good movie. And then the Maniac Cop movies and some other movies that I haven't seen. <laughs> Alright, this podcast is just going to shit. Um, so number, is that number nine? Number nine, number nine, yeah, so number nine is City of the Living Dead, the Italian movie by Lucio Fulci, and I watched that a few years ago, and I thought it was okay, just okay, and I wrote a review, and... Basically, what I said, I, I mean, I wrote a letterboxed review, so it's like five sentences. And I basically just said, despite the title, it's not a zombie movie, really. Um, but the gore is fucking fantastic. Uh, but it's kind of a hard movie to get through. Yeah, that's about how I remember it. Uh, actually, all those Fulci movies... I don't know that I've seen a Fulci movie that I really love, because they're all, they're all like kind of shitty, but yet the gore is just super over the top crazy, <laughs> and I love that. Like, uh, is it the Beyond where this fucking like splintered wood goes into this fucking eyeball, <laughs> like up close? <laughs> I think it's the beyond. It might be zombie. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I could look through these, but I, I don't want to fucking do that. All right, and then number 10, uh, according to Letterboxd, the top 10 most popular 1980 horror movies, number 10 is Prom Night. And that's a big movie. That's uh, I heard a lot about that movie. I heard it was good. It has Jamie Lee Curtis. And fucking Leslie Nielsen, really? Wow, <laughs> weird. <laughs> I have not seen it, to be honest. Uh, I feel it's one of those big blind spots. And I gotta say, like, this is the type of movie that normally I would line up for an October. Like, okay, I'm gonna fucking watch Prom Night. And I didn't do that this year, so maybe I can get a hold of it. Uh, just glancing very briefly at the rest of... The list of the movies that I've seen, uh, Terror Train is a, is a fun slasher uh, set on a train, and it's, I think, New Year's Eve, so that everybody's in costume. Jamie Lee Curtis is in that, and that's a pretty fun movie. Uh, there's a Christmas Santa movie called Christmas Evil, where this fucking psychopath dresses up as Santa, and that's, that's a... High-quality movie. I really liked that one. And uh, I didn't buy it yet, but I do want to get it and watch it uh, every every Christmas. <laughs> it's a fun movie. If, if you're looking for a Christmas horror movie, uh, Christmas Evil is definitely a good one. Uh, there's also Silent Night, Deadly Night, which is a good one too. But um, Christmas Evil is probably... A better movie. Silent Night, Deadly Night is more trashy. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen either in a few years, so I, I don't know what the 
the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, 1980 also is the year of uh, Umberto. <laughs> Let me start that again. Umberto Lenzi's Nightmare City, which is a fucking like <laughs> it's a running zombie movie, and it might even be the first running zombie movie. I'm not sure. But god damn, I mean, I don't like running zombies. I'm very firmly in the Romero zombies are a slow horde walking, and it's more about the numbers than, like, one being able to just take you out, you know. Uh, but Nightmare City <laughs> combines the horde mentality of regular zombie movies and running zombies and... They're almost like not even zombies. They're just they're just like dudes with a bunch of mud on their face. <laughs> but that I mean I'm, I don't know if I'm selling it, but that movie is one of the most fun fucking Italian horror movies I've ever seen. It's probably my favorite Italian horror movie ever. Like I haven't seen a lot of Italian horror movies that I love, um, but Nightmare City is definitely <laughs> the top of that list because <laughs> it's a fucking blast. Seriously, it's it's really a blast. And um, I think last, was it almost, it's, it's at least been a year now, but there was a, a Indiegogo campaign that Tom Savini uh, had done, and he uh, got funding to make a remake in, in partnership with uh, Lindsay and uh, Dean Cundy, the cinematographer for a lot of those wonderful John Carpenter movies and um, many other things, uh, was going to shoot it, and then Tom Tavini was going to do effects, and they were going to really go all out with, with uh, physical effects. And I'm talking in the past tense, but I shouldn't, because they are still going to make it. But it seems um, they got the money, and then they... They've been, like, this whole time trying to make it a bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger movie by securing, uh, like, uh, more more money through distributors and other things like that. So by the time it actually gets made, and I think they're relatively close to making it at this point because they're, like, casting and stuff now, um, it, it has the potential to be pretty good. And I'm not into remakes, but fucking... You know, I'll follow Tom Savini pretty much anywhere he does effects, <laughs> and he doesn't really do effects anymore. So uh, the promise of him and and I mean honestly, he's probably not going to do a lot of the effects. He'll probably have like his students and stuff, but just to have him supervising effects and directing and not that he's a great director, but that Night of the Living Dead remake that he made in 1990 maybe. Um, it's a great movie. So, there's that. What else did I see from 1980? Oh, there's <laughs> there's another Italian movie that I loved um, called Contamination, uh, directed by Luigi Cozzi, or Cozzi. Um, and it was released to Blu-ray by Arrow. Um last year or something like that and it's basically an alien clone like alien the ridley scott movie it's basically a clone in that there's aliens and they're in these big eggs 
and they burst out. <laughs> um, so it's, you know, they're using elements of the, the alien movie, you know, they're because Italian movies are all about ripping off something that's popular. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know, man. I It's just a fucking blast. And I, I saw it too long ago to, like, really remember specifics. But, like, all I remember is that, like, when when the the fucking alien when the chest burster because there's chest bursters in in this movie as well <laughs> like if you've seen alien and i'm assuming you have uh you know like when the chest burster comes out it it pops out it's very gory it's a big deal it's like holy shit and you know it's it's very uh assaulting you know to the visual senses <laughs> <laughs> but in in contamination it's like their whole fucking chest <laughs> just erupts it's like the biggest fucking explosion and and that shit happens like throughout the fucking movie in alien there's one chest burster <laughs> in contamination there's like a shitload of fucking just chests exploding <laughs> it's a blast it's it's really fun it might not. It's definitely not as good as as like Nightmare City. Um, it's not as well made as Nightmare City, um, but it it's a fucking great movie. And I don't think I've I've seen any of uh, Luigi Cozzi's Cozzi Cozzi Cozzi. I don't think I've seen any of his other movies. No, no, just that one. I'm gonna have to see some more because that movie was fun. <laughs> All right, and then just looking at what else did I see? Well, Hex, the movie that I talked about last week, the uh, Kwechi Hung Shaw Brothers movie, that was 1980, so that's in there. Um, and Sammo Hung's martial arts horror movie, I don't know if you... Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time, like 20 years, so I don't remember how horrific it is, but uh, Sammo Hung's Encounters of the Spooky Kind was also 1980. And then, like, of the movies I haven't seen, there's, like, Motel Hell, Alligator, uh, House on the Edge of the Park, New Year's Evil, Without Warning, uh, Boogeyman, Death Ship, fucking The Unseen, uh, the an, another Christmas horror movie, To All a Good Night, don't answer the phone. Schizoid, Blood Beach, fucking the 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 Soy Hark movie. We're going to eat you, which I'm gonna watch. Um, I don't know if I'll get to it this October, but definitely before the end of the year, because I I have that. Um, I'm doing a like a thing on Letterbox, like a challenge to watch uh, a movie, a horror movie with that starts with each letter of the alphabet and so <laughs> we're going to eat you is going to be my w uh so i don't know is there anything else that stands out in 1980 
oh yeah, the trauma movie Mother's Day, which I have seen. That movie is a fucking blast too. Definitely see that. Do not watch the remake. It's a piece of shit, and it's nothing like the original. Um, so I am almost at 45 minutes on this motherfucker. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let the rambling commence. Um, so, I am going to take a little break, and then I'll come back with the uh, popular with me. I don't know if it's popular with other people, but <laughs> I, I enjoy it. Uh, the closing segment, is it good, or is it a piece of shit? And just like that, I'm back. Uh, thanks to the magic of the pause button and uh, technology. So, I'm back, and I am going to do Is It Good or Is It a Piece of Shit? So, first up on the docket is a movie called Nailgun Massacre. Now, Nailgun Massacre... You might be quick to judge it and just say, oh, well, a movie called Nailgun Massacre has got to be a piece of shit. And you would be right. Nailgun Massacre is truly a piece of shit. Um, I, I have a desire to like a movie <laughs> with the fucking title as a... Like, just funny as Nailgun Massacre. <laughs> uh, but it's just not a good movie. I mean, it's just, it's just not good, you know? Um, what do I want to say about it? I don't know. It's like, a shitty movie, you can suffer through it. Like a shitty horror movie, if the effects are good, or if it you know looks nice or whatever. But like, there's not really, there's not really any gore to speak of, which is fine. But it's just, it's I don't know. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. <laughs> so there's my fucking rounding, <laughs> rousing endorsement of Nailgun Massacre. Uh, let's see, I have some notes. What did I say? Oh yeah, there was a funny line where some fucking guy goes, I'm as horny as a rooster in a Chinese hen house. <laughs> that was pretty funny. And then at the fucking end of the movie, some somebody goes, well, I hate to see it end this way, but at least the killing's over. And then, like, this dude next to him goes, Is it? Is it over? <laughs> I guess uh, foreshadowing Nailgun Massacre 2, uh, which was never made, <laughs> fortunately, probably, for everyone involved. Um, although, on, on the, uh, the, the disc that I was watching, there was an, an interview, um, not an interview, but like a, like a horror convention uh, thing with with the director, and he was vowing to make uh, the sequel. But that was a number of years ago that they recorded that, so I doubt it. It didn't get off the ground. 
Uh, it's fine. Uh, so yeah, it's a shit movie. I, I wouldn't bother. Next, I rewatched the Kuei Chi Hung movie Bewitched, which I love. It's my favorite Hong Kong horror movie. Uh, I will say that this time watching it, um, I kind of get why some people don't like it as much as I do and uh, would prefer something like Boxer's Omen, which is kind of more balls out from the beginning. Bewitched has a, a pretty lengthy uh, build to it uh, where this this guy like goes to Thailand and then he has like this affair with this girl and then she puts the curse on him but it takes a long time to like get through all that um, I happen to love every bit of that and it's very enjoyable to me but uh, I have read some reviews um, that have stated that like oh it just takes so long to get going blah, blah, blah. But, um, so, you know, like, but I, I could see it this time, where I, I couldn't really see it the, the first few times that I watched it. Um, also, I wanted to say about that movie is, I think I like it a lot, because it it's almost like a documentary on black magic. Like, it's totally not, it's totally just a fun fiction movie, but when, when the cop gets involved, and he gets cursed. Um, I forget how it happened. I mean, I just watched this movie, and I've seen it multiple times, but I forget. I forget the exact thing. But there's something that happens to him. I know he has. Well, that's the second spell, though. I don't know. Anyway, something happens. I don't remember what it is where he's afflicted with something and he goes like, well, what is it? Like he, he's talking to a, a, a guy that knows black magic and he's like, well, what, what, why can't I do this thing? Why is this thing happening to me? Um, wh what causes this? And the guy is like, well, that's the fucking pregnant oil spell. And then cut to the black magic practitioner um, assembling the ingredients for the pregnant oil spell as the other uh, black magic uh, expert or whatever I forget who it is that's talking um, as he's like narrating over the images uh, of like pr basically explaining um, how how this oh, Jesus okay okay yeah you're in the podcast <laughs> um, had some lip smacks I don't know if I've been smacking this time um, uh, I don't know what I was saying oh yeah bewitched anyway so they whenever they have a spell they like explain the spell and they show the process of it being created and then put into action and then in some instances they show how it is taken away uh, as well um, but the, the main centerpiece of the movie that really makes me love it more than anything else is the battle between the Buddhist um, practitioner of, of anti-black magic, whatever that is, white magic, I don't know, um, and then the, the bad guy, and they're in 
their respective temples however many miles away but they're assaulting each other <laughs> and it's so fucking badass because like like uh the one spell is on on the guy and there's all these like nails driven into his picture into this fucking block of wood like through the picture and the the buddhist is like chanting to to try to like pull them out of the picture and they start coming out and then like the the black magic dude puts his hand on him to like stop it and then it starts going through his fucking hand uh, and he's like getting rocked <laughs> it's so badass and then he has to go drink out of this fucking big ass jug full of blood and intestines and fucking fetuses and shit <laughs> As soon as I saw the vat of fetuses and intestines, I knew <laughs> this was my kind of movie. I mean, that happens like halfway through, so I was already on board, but that movie, as soon as I saw that, <laughs> there was no going back. I fucking loved this movie. Um, and so this was, I don't know how many times I've seen it now, but um, it was just as great as it ever was. And... Um, Next week, I'm going to try to watch Boxer's Omen, which I, I haven't seen that since I reviewed it. I've only seen it that one time, so I'm interested to revisit. Okay, so I have a couple more, and then I'm already... Fuck it, 53, let's hurry up. So Bewitched, definitely good. Um, I do want to say, too, that in past uh, podcasts... Pa- past podcasts... <laughs> is that the plural of podcast podcasts <laughs> um in in the pad 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 uh need to be fucking done with this shit <laughs> i talk for a, like an hour and my throat's all dry and i'm like <laughs> uh, it's like the what is that shit my the alien <laughs> I don't remember what I did, so it's probably something like that. <laughs> it's all late, and I'm, like, tired. Uh, what a joke. <laughs> Who's even listening at this point, you know? Uh, the true blue silver emulsionites. <laughs> uh, I amuse myself too much. Okay, but what I was trying to say fucking serious business no smiling no laughing um in the past podcasts during this segment i've allowed myself to be like yeah it's kind of good it's kind of shit i don't know it's in the middle but i really want to hold myself to the principle of selecting good or shit just like fucking cisco and ebert had to choose thumb up or thumb down you know there wasn't no fucking sideways thumb as I remember it, so I really want to hold myself to that. So bewitched, good, all the way. Two two goods up. <laughs> two fucking fetuses up. Um. So the next movie that I watched was a movie from 1990 called Shakma. <laughs> and Shakma is the name of a baboon, and this baboon uh the film opens with this baboon getting brain surgery and they're sawing through his fucking skull and they're like injecting some shit into his brain 
and they're trying to like uh, see if they can influence the baboon or make him more fucking agitated or I don't fucking remember anyway the shit goes wrong the baboon goes ape shit and uh, <laughs> uh, at the same time as the baboon goes ape shit um, coincidentally <laughs> the human members of the movie uh, are staying late in the building they're in like some kind of hospital research facility something like that anyway it's in like an office building downtown that's probably like I don't know five or six stories so they close this is like after hours it's like 11 o'clock 12 o'clock at night you know real late nobody's around so they close all the doors shut it all down lock everything up and it's just you know the I don't know seven or eight people in there including uh, Roddy McDowell who is the professor and uh, Shakma the baboon <laughs> anyway um, so they're in the humans have been set up around the whole um, building like this live-action role-playing kind of a thing where they're walkie-talkie like radioing into the professor to like get clues as they find fucking scrolls hidden in the potted plants and shit <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous you'd think it was an 80s movie but it's not it's 1990 um but it's 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 fun i don't know <laughs> It's not the kind of movie that I think most people would like, but it it's a fucking number one. It's a, it's a baboon, and I like watching monkeys. Like I mean, who doesn't like going to the zoo and watching the monkeys? Everybody likes the monkeys. So you know, like I've always been super into the monkeys ever since I was very little. Like like I could I was like three, and I'd be like, I want the monkey, you know. <laughs> Like, I would literally sit in front of the fucking gorilla pen for hours, you know, and they'd be like, come on, we gotta fucking go. Um, but anyway, so, so a lot of this movie is the baboon, like, running down hallways and then trying to get inside doors, and he's just, like, fucking slamming himself against these doors and trying to bash them in, and it's, and I mean, it's a real baboon, and he's going ape shit. It's nuts. So it's just fun to watch that to me. I mean, I, I worry about the, the baboon and what are they doing to him to make him do that? Why is he so mad? You know, like, I worry about him as a, as a lover of animals and I don't want him to be abused. But, I mean, not knowing any of that and just knowing the fun of the movie, I enjoyed it. And there's something about LARPing that it's just inherently funny <laughs> to me um not that i'm not a nerd and you know like i get it you know they want to live out the the role play i get it you know i'm not no no uh, no hard feelings guys but um it's just funny and and the fucking game here like really doesn't even make any sense so it's it's just 
you know, to serve a purpose of, like, getting them all in this building, and they can't leave because everybody's locked in, and, like, they're all on different floors, and the professor's got the keys, and all that kind of shit. But it's a, it's a fun movie. It's, it's, it's good. Um, it's, it's played serious, but there's also, I mean, it's a, it's a fucking baboon, like, killing people, so it's, <laughs> I don't know, there's some funny shit, too. Anyway, uh, so Shakma, definitely, I would say that's a good one. Next, and finally, I watched Mario Bava's 1963 horror anthology, Black Sabbath, and, uh, I was gonna do... And the episode as this would this would be the feature thing, uh, but I decided against it because I just don't know how much I can talk about this movie as much as I liked it. Um, it's it's three little short films, and what I like about them is that the first uh, short is called The Telephone, and it's very similar in a way to Black Christmas where there's a, a killer on the phone and he's terrorizing a girl in an apartment um, black christmas it's a like a college uh, sorority house and uh, he's terrorizing uh, a girl but i think he's terrorizing multiple people in that i don't it's been too long since i've seen it anyway there's no supernatural elements. It's very just straightforward. Killer on the phone. Girl is scared. She's stuck in the house. There's a lot of long takes, which is a quick way to my heart. Um, I, I'm a big fan of long takes and moving camera. Um, and there's a lot of shit like that in that movie. Mario Bava, if you don't know or or haven't explored his films, if you know him and haven't explored him, he's a great filmmaker. Um, really like a phenomenal filmmaker uh, amongst a sea of of kind of mediocre horror movies coming out of Italy for me anyway I mean, a lot of people like the Fulci movies but like I don't know the beyond and all that shit it's kind of like whatever to me but Mario Bava is fucking great uh, Black Sunday is fucking dope Black Sabbath was dope uh, Blood and Black Lace is fucking dope uh, Hatchet for the Honeymoon is dope. Uh, Knives of the Avenger is, is is really fun. I don't know that everybody would like that movie, but I liked it a lot because it's like uh, a sword and sandals sort of Conan movie mixed with Spaghetti Western, mixed with Shaw Brothers Wuxia. And it was made in uh, 1966, so it's right in that same era as the beginning of the Shaw Brothers thing. It's shot on a studio the whole thing is shot on a studio lot, so it's visually very similar to those kind of movies. So I, I really enjoyed that one, but I don't know that like everybody would like that one. Um, but he has other movies too that I haven't seen. Um, but like Bay of Blood is a good one too. That's kind of the uh, the proto uh, version of uh, like Friday the Thirteenth or something like that. Like a it's a very early slasher. Like like Psycho is considered an early. Um, progenitor of the slasher genre uh, Bay of Blood uh, which was, I originally saw that um, many years ago under the title Twitch of the Death Nerve <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway that movie is not the greatest movie but 
it's very important and influential and it is it is good it is enjoyable i like it um and the gore is really fucking gnarly in that movie so definitely anyway mario bava is fucking dope so definitely check him out if you don't know anything about him but black sabbath is a really solid movie from him um so like i was saying the telephone starts the movie off and uh there's no supernatural elements very straightforward for the most part then the next segment is called the verdulac uh and it's kind of kind of a version of a vampire story um but the vampire in this is not it's a totally different mythology and i don't really want to go into it because i'm already like over an hour on this podcast and my throat is dry as fuck um but anyway boris karloff is in this segment and uh with the vampire-esque sort of mythology going on um it's it's a step in the direction of like traditional supernatural sort of story ghosts vampires sort of monsters you know all that stuff it's very traditionally supernatural and um like in the telephone there's a group a group of people uh in their house and they're kind of waiting for the return of uh the grandfather probably by boris karloff and so like in the telephone it's a girl waiting in her apartment sort of fearing the 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 unknown the thing the 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 person that's going to come from the outside uh in a similar way the family in verdulac is uh apprehensive about the return of the grandfather for reasons uh, that you should watch the movie for um but but unlike the telephone supernatural then the last uh story is called like the drop of water or a drop of water i don't remember let me see if i can find it real quick uh the drop of water okay so it's called the drop of water and that one is is probably the shortest one and most straightforward but holy shit there is a face of a fucking dead body in that that is horrific and it's like this fucking lady who just died and she has this weird sort of like not smile but like her mouth is kind of like oh like with their fucking teeth out it's so creepy looking it's fucking great and i don't like i i'm assuming it's it's makeup effects but i don't know if it's just a sculpture that you know like a fake head or because it looks really real it looks like a person so is it is it makeup on a person's face because it, it i mean it looks like that but then at the same time it looks too like doll-like i don't know i don't i mean i want to know because i'm i'm always interested in the technical aspects of fx work and filmmaking in general but like i kind of don't want to know because it's so fucking good like i just i enjoy not knowing 
when something is really good like that. I don't want to kill it. Um, it's good to have some wonder in the world, you know. Yeah. Especially in this, this day and age of information where you can literally fucking look up whatever you want in a second on the internet. It's good to with you know withhold withhold fucking uh, hold back you know just like uh, I don't need to know that you know remember when we used to have conversations and people would be like talking about things and being like oh yeah I think it's this and then the other guy oh I don't know, I don't know. and then you'd be like oh I don't know. you know and but nowadays like the first guy says hey what about this and the other guy's like I don't know let me look it up. What's this? And then, like, two seconds later, both people have forgotten what the fuck they looked up. Everybody's attention span is all shitty. And, meanwhile, and then they're taking vowels out of everything. This fucking... <laughs> these damn cabs. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> I gotta fucking wrap this shit up. Uh, drop of Water. Dope Scary Face. It's a really, really solid perfectly crafted little uh, short movie um but but where telephone is no supernatural verdulac is is traditional supernatural drop of water is supernatural in the sense like it's it's beyond traditional supernatural in that it's supernatural of the mind where like it's unclear if there's actually supernatural things happening or if it's all a conjuring of a person's imagination or guilt or like like do they want to see supernatural things so that they so they are happening in front of them or or are they actually happening so i found that progression to be uh, very interesting, and also um, a, a perfect sort of evolution over the course of an anthology movie, even though the three tales are very different, and visually very different, and tonally very different, they, they do have some kind of an arc going throughout them, and so I really liked that. And uh, un unfortunately, when the movie was released in the U.S., they completely uh, re-edited the movie so that uh, the the segments were in d a different order, and then they they edited the individual segments on their own as well. So, uh, like, <laughs> it just fucking ruins all movie. It's fucking stupid. So I'm trying to look really quick if I can see what the order of the the uh, fucking American release is. I'm not seeing it off the top of this thing. Okay, so the the U.S. release reorders them into. The first story was the drop of water, then it goes into the telephone, and then it ends with the verdulac, verdulac, um, which, like, I don't know, I'm sure it would play fine if I had never seen it before, but, like, just the idea of, of knowing the movie as it was, or as I just saw it, and then thinking about them reordered in that way, and then 
they were also edited as well so like the telephone there's elements of uh, lesbianism and like supposedly that's all taken out and there's there's segments um where boris karloff like uh like a horror host he he intros the movie and and does a little outro at the end and i think he does things in between the movies if i remember i don't know <laughs> like what the fuck why don't i remember that you know it's just like two days ago <laughs> jesus come on bro. Um, but, like, there's an ending thing that's really, like, funny. <laughs> like, it's legitimately funny. And uh, the American release apparently cuts that out because they wanted it just to be just a fucking shocking horror movie. But anyway, um, if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Black Sabbath by Mario Bava. I... I highly recommend the the uh, Italian version um, if, if you can get a hold of it which it's it's not hard to get a hold of so uh, that's uh, that's the fucking show I guess um, uh, if you have any thoughts on any of the movies that I've discussed discuss or that i've rambled about in episode four of the silver emulsion podcast then uh just uh shoot me an email over at uh, will at silver and uh whatever just uh, send some feedback in if you'd like and uh if you have some thoughts on the movie or you think i'm wrong or whatever uh let me know and uh Next week on the site, I have a review of uh, the Full Moon movie Talisman from uh, 1998, directed by uh, low-budget maestro David Dakota. And then uh, the Shaw Brothers movie for next week is a anthology movie called Haunted Tales uh, with one of the stories directed by uh, the noted uh, wuxia director chor yun who also directed a whole like ton of other movies he's he, he's known to the west as a director of martial arts movies and wuxia movies and stuff but he he was a big comedy director and uh, he made this movie and all this other stuff so he's very accomplished and uh, he also shows up as an actor in uh, a lot of the Jackie Chan movies uh, as like an uncle or in, he's the bad guy in Police Story. So anyway, a uh, little tidbit there. Um, but uh, Haunted Tales, the first story is directed by Chor Yoon. And then the second story is directed by a guy called Mo Tonfei. And uh, he's he's apparently kind of like a... a another kind of Kuei Hung-ish person where he, he's pushing it out there and getting real nasty. And judging from his segment in Haunted Tales, uh, I would have to agree with that. And I am excited to see more of his movies. Uh, but I should probably not talk about these movies that I have written reviews for, because then uh, what's the point of reading them? <laughs> All right. Um... So that's a podcast. Uh, this was a, a, a much more rambling show, so I hope you enjoyed the the, the, 
<laughs> the full ramble this time. Um, I don't know if it's worth listening to, but it's definitely the longest show by far. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. So let me know. Was it listenable? Was it not? Do you want something more structured? Um, anyway, that's the show. Have a good week. Um, talk to you later. Adios.